0: Dumelangam Zanzi, and welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a no hold spot podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. I am your host, Nolutando Nakani, and I am here to hold your hand as you seek the answers to those medical shames and woes you dare not speak of in public. Zanzi have you ever thought about what it takes to summit up a mountain? Random thought, but today's guests took about three months to prepare to summit Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. Buntle Muraladi, who is 30, and Dineo Kumalo, who is 43, join us this week to unpack their journey up Kilimanjaro. You guys did the summit up Mount Kilimanjaro. Dineo, you know what made you decide to embark on this journey. So
1: I went to this conference, this CETA conference in
0: KZN and this
1: guy was speaking. I think the the CEO of FNB started speaking about entrepreneurship and how innovation does not happen in the workplace. You can actually just go and sit at a coffee shop and that's when you actually become creative and warawara wara, You know formal stuff. And then this guy came in, I think he conquered Kilimanjaro 10 times. And he did Everest. He does the Nelson Mandela climb. And then he was just telling us his story of how he started with the small mountains. And everyone was saying that he could not make it and what. And he proved them wrong. And for me, the story was behind the story that, you know, it's like when you go through difficult things in your life, I think that's when you must do things that people think that you can't do. And then I, I looked at Arabella and I said to her, we're going to do this Kilimanjaro thing. We never want to be able to do it, Kira. Yes, we are going to be doing it. And I think at that time, I was really going through a rough time in my life, in my own personal life. And I just thought I needed to do something, you know, something extraordinary, something that you would not normally do. Just to prove to myself that, you know, life is not all about this that you see in front of you. There's so much more to life. And that's how the interest was sparked.
0: And for you, Carrie, did you have any special reason why you wanted to also sum it up?
2: I think I like things to start with.
0: Mm. (laughs) Because
2: (laughs) I I shut this idea down from the very beginning. I said, no way. Like, you're actually crazy. We're definitely going to die. I'm not climbing that mountain. I'm I'm not doing it. You're crazy. And she just kept on and kept on and kept on for like a long time. And the next year, we found ourselves at the top of the mountain. Mm. So I bought into the idea eventually. And when I did, I went in. It wasn't gray. It was very black and white. We decided what we were going to do. We researched what we needed to do. We researched the best ways in which we would succeed. Mm-hmm. And we took the time and we prepared for it. And because of preparation and because of channeling our mindset early enough, we did it. Like, it's actually not that crazy. Mm-hmm. Do it again.
1: Like, mm-hmm. Let's go tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll do it
0: again. What was the, like kind of training methods that you guys used to prep for the expedition? I think maybe, Dineo, you can also especially speak on this. We were runners. We ran a lot.
1: And I think from that perspective, we knew that deep down, I knew that we could make it. I mean, people that run 42 kilometers, it's not everyone that just wakes up and goes and runs a 42 kilometer. And we were doing it and we were consistently running. But we realized when we were there that it's actually more a mindset thing than a training thing. Because you actually walk very slow. If you walk too fast, you're not going to make it. So the idea is for you to be mentally ready for the conditions of the climate when you are there. And the effects that it has on your body. And to remain calm and to have people like my sister and my friend that were there. Our days were different. Mm -hmm. The one day I was weak. I was vomiting most of the time. When we were going up, my sister had headaches. The other friend had nausea and breathing at some point. So I think the idea is that you must just be fit, general fitness. It's not that you must do extraordinary like gym. I don't think it's about that, actually, because you realize that we went the year, two years before that guy, Gugu died. And that guy was super fit. So it's all about being able to listen to your body and climatizing yourself on the mountain. To be honest with each other. Yes, about how
2: you feel. We made a pact. I mean, we're sisters and our father was like, he didn't speak to us for two weeks because we decided to go on this climb. He was like, oh my gosh, what if I lose two of my daughters? And so we made a decision that we would always be honest about Mm -hmm. how we feel. And if we honestly felt like we weren't acclimatizing properly, and we felt our bodies and our organs were in danger, mm. we would say it and we would retreat. Mm. That this was not going to take our lives because mm. our pride or because of shame or whatever, if we couldn't continue. So that
0: helped. We were yeah, really honest really about how we felt. That was like quite the drama frog you're dead. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think we went two
1: days or three days before we left. <laughs> to speak about climbing that mountain. We went to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And
0: he was just... <laughs> what was kind of like the most difficult part would you guys say about doing the summit?
2: I think we'll have different experiences. Mm. So maybe we should both stay at ours. So my most difficult was most certainly on the day of summit. It was like three o'clock in the morning. We'd been hiking the last hundred meters till we got to the top and we had to start the summit at midnight. So that means we walked a long day the day before. A long Mm -hmm. day is like eight hours Mm -hmm. of walking. And we got to camp and we had to sleep really early because we had to be up at about half past 11 to start summit at midnight. So that was hard. Okay, it was fine. Mm -hmm. 12 o'clock came, one o'clock came, two o'clock came. But at three o'clock, I was like, I have had it. I'm done with this. I said to our friend, I'm actually done. Like I'm turning around whatever this is stupid I don't know why we decided to do this this doesn't make any sense we're now 5,000 whatever meters above sea level like I want to go home Yo, that was hard it was pitch black dark we had four layers on our bottoms we had four five layers on our top we had balaclava beanie gloves Ah, oh, so much and it was snowing oh,
1: it was cold so and then imagine you're on the slipping top of a mountain and then you're just walking. You're walking. <sighs> you are walking and they keep on seeing. You see that light. You see that light. <laughs> That's light how it goes. And the light is not coming. <laughs> the light looks like it's going further and further and further. It <laughs> was crazy. Oh,
2: that was so hard.
1: I think for me, day three was also hard because I think it's the day when I was just formatting from yeah. the beginning. It was just format. I couldn't eat. I couldn't. It was raining at some point. It was snow Foggy. fogging. The weather was a mess and I could not stop vomiting. <laughs> she sat down on a rock and she just cried. I said, don't get a This This is
2: tough.
0: <laughs> it, it, <laughs> how long did it take you guys to actually make it up there? Yeah. We thought we were going on a seven day.
2: Meaning like, woke up in six days, come down on one. But when we got there, we found out we're actually doing a five day hike which is worse because you're more successful when you walk for longer because your body has more time to acclimatize and we have five days so we we walked for five came back on day six yeah
0: how do you then you know kind of get your mental focus ready like holy like i'm i'm gonna do this i'm missioning up this mountain that's so many kilometers up (laughs) above sea level (laughs) how do you do it (laughs) We had a few
1: practice climbs. We did we did Moeni and we did one in Berkeley, we did two in Drakensburg, one here local, and we used to walk a lot. We used to walk like long distances a lot. I think when we did Drakensburg Moeni, that was like a good practice round because the terrain is also not so nice. We got to sleep on the mountain for two, two. nights. I think that was good preparation, necessary.
2: It was good preparation on a mental and physical level. Mm. I'll admit though, and be honest, that I wasn't very mentally strong. And, and Carabello honestly, like, kept me on that journey mentally. I could have been the most physically strong, yes, mm. but mentally they were by far stronger than me. So had they not been there, I, I would have been a goner. I would have been like, oh, whatever, bye, I'm out. <laughs> I, know. So, I wish Carrie could actually speak yeah. to the mental strength yeah. because, yo, her vision was focused. Mm. She knew exactly what she wanted to achieve. And mentally, she carried it us.
1: She kept on telling us the story of Mulan the whole oh, night, okay. the night of the summit. I think she repeated that story three times, and we both had not watched it. So you and I, we don't even want to watch it because I think we know it now off by heart. But you need more mental strength than physical strength because when you're mentally strong, then your feet will follow. And I think also running does that to us. When you run long distances, at some point you run with your heart. You don't feel the pain. You just know that you have to finish.
0: Was reaching the peak at all emotional for you guys? Or <laughs> let's no, start with
1: you. No. Yes, tears were there. We were, I was crying because I think the last 100 meters I said, Nay, and I am done. I can't even walk. <laughs> this is way too much i'm done but when you when you see welcome to kilimanjaro then yo, it's all worth it it's like you forget the pain you forget everything it was really just mind blowing i think it's one of the experiences that i will no one will ever take away from me and that i will always speak about to my children my grandchildren to whoever wants to listen I'll speak about that experience because it was really life-changing. 100%. Oh, it was so life-changing. The summit was hard for me
2: also because we had split into two groups. And I was with one of our climbers, a Chinese guy, and he was a character on the trip. But anyway, him and I were grouped together and he was done. He was done to the point where he was sleeping. He was sleepwalking. Like you'll think I'm crazy, but I swear to you, Shen was a goner. So it was our guide, Shane and myself. And he was walking behind. But then we realized that this guy is sleeping and we changed our position. So he had to come in the middle and I kept hitting him with my stick because it's the last like 70 uh, meters. Uh, and, and this man, sleeping. he can't walk anymore. Uh, oh. So getting there was absolutely phenomenal. I keep saying to everyone that asks, the feeling of being above the clouds and mm, not being in an airplane. Yeah. Being actually,
0: in your physical actually, body yeah. is insane. I wanted to ask if you guys had maybe some advice for other future climbers who might be keen on doing the summit as well.
1: I think don't overthink it. Don't think the worst things will happen because they will happen. Just prepare your mind, most of all. Do your short hikes. Do climatize. Listen to your guides. Very important. Finishing it was important because we had so many supporters. We had so many people that were behind us that were saying, guys, you can do it, go for it. So I think the commitment that we received, the support that we received from back home and the cause that we ended up doing it for became greater than us because we ended up uh, having a whole campaign on GBV. We ended up having a whole campaign on cancer awareness. So the cause became greater than us and then we knew that we had to finish. So I think you need to find something That is greater than you to do it. You need to attach meaning to it for me, I think. That's what I would say to everyone because I believe everyone can make it really, honestly. Finding meaning is so, so important because essentially that's your
2: why. What is Mm. your why? What's going to get you up Mm. that mountain when your feet Mm. don't want to climb anymore? But from a practical perspective, I would advise that one, do your research. Watch the YouTube videos. Just Mm. type in Trek to Kilimanjaro. There's millions of people who have put out very wonderful videos, find a reliable guide, talk to them well before you go on the journey, start establishing a relationship with them, explain to them who you are, the type of people you are, the type of crowd you are, and then together work out a good package with them. Definitely prepare before. We started training a bit late. You know, we started hiking training or Kilimanjaro training a little bit late. We did it two months before. (laughs) We should have done it like Mm. eight months. That would have helped actually, because we would have been fitter. So become fit. Um, work out before, so that when you're on the mountain, you're not battling fitness and sickness. Choose a struggle rather be fit enough so that you're only battling sickness, because sickness is inevitable. Save; it's a pretty expensive excursion, so mm, save definitely. so that when you're there, you can get what you want, what mm. you need, and that you're not hustling your way up the mountain. Save and and, and be comfortable, and then maybe try book a couple of days or at least a night at Zanzibar and go live your best life yeah. on an island afterwards you because you Because that's what we
0: did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the idea of being purpose-driven before you actually, you know, decide to do yeah. the media. And then yeah. what's next well, for you guys is Everest next. Actually,
2: <laughs> we might have something up our sleeve, but
0: yeah.
2: we just got to suss it out first.
0: Yeah. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Buntler and Dineo. For more on their journey up Mount Kilimanjaro, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam, you can send an email to hello at or send us an SOS to 076-132-0454. I would never blue tick you babes. Have it, gentle guys and gentle ladies, you are unstoppable once you apply your mind to your mission. You may not realize this, but your thoughts are powerful. Have you ever noticed that when you focused on everything in a positive way, positive things happen? Like Buntler and Dineo said, they did a lot of introspection before they embarked on their summit. But in the end, it was all worth it. That brings us to the end of episode 37 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. From me, Lulu Ngakani, have a great week and remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.